No mai, hare mai. Welcome to the Maxim Institute podcast. My name is Jason Heal. I'm the communications manager at Maxim Institute, and this is our weekly short-form podcast. These podcasts are released in tandem with our weekly column and are a chance for you to hear in-depth from the column's author about some of the thinking that went into producing their final piece. Today we talk to Maxim Communications Coordinator Cecilia Tell about her recent column. Cecilia, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jason. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And today we're talking about your latest column, Critical Thinking or Censorship, the Choice is Clear. And it's clearly censorship, right? (laughs) That's what we want to go with. (laughs) (laughs) If you couldn't tell. (laughs) That's right. We're talking about, um, in your column, you're talking about um, uh, an attempt to, I guess, shape or discipline or curtail the Mm. internet from the Department of Internal Affairs. Tell us a little bit about what they've proposed. Mm -hmm. So the Department of Internal Affairs have recently put out a proposal called the Safer Online Services and Media Platforms. And basically they're suggesting a new way to regulate um, social media and tra- traditional media platforms yeah. by bringing them into one framework, f- framework sorry, with um, consistent safety standards. Okay. Yep. Under the guise of protecting children. Yeah, so that sounds people. innocuous enough, but if <laughs> we dig a little bit, yeah, yes. what what's uh, under the surface there? Because often we find that freedoms are taken away mm-hmm. in the guise of safety, mm-hmm. right? Especially in today's world where it seems like we value safety and the avoidance of harm at all costs. Mm-hmm. So what what's underneath there? What's actually being taken away? Yeah, so they've put this out in an attempt to reduce exposure to harmful content yeah. for children and young people. Yeah. So now that begs the question, what content is harmful? Yeah. Who so defines th- what is harmful? So have they released any parameters, or they've just said harmful content? And they've they just, just said harmful online yeah. content. Yeah. So there's no real solid definition of, yeah. of what is harmful and what isn't, because... Yeah. What's harmful to me might not be harmful to you, and yeah. what's harmful to you might not be harmful to me. So we're left in that and, discussion. And I guess the question is even what causes harm? Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. Anything these days it seems can cause harm. Just about anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> so you've asked some good questions here, right? Uh, who decides what is harmful, mm. and how do they decide? And if we say it's the government mm. or the state, mm-hmm. then what else could they then decide is harmful for us? Exactly. Yeah. Those are the types of questions we have to ask. Yeah. And so rather than maybe playing uh, a game of whack-a-mole, as you've said, <laughs> with this um, content, because, I mean, you can see a scenario where one government comes in and defines harm as something, another government comes in and says, no, we don't like that definition, mm-hmm. we're going to define it some other way, or that exactly. definition was too restrictive, so we're going to open it up again. Mm. And Yeah it kind of ends up being a whack-a-mole, like you've said, exactly. right? It's like, oh, now this is harmful, now that's harmful. Exactly. What may be a better approach <laughs> to, instead of trying to regulate the entire internet, yes. um, which we know people will just find ways around anyway, because <laughs> that's what we exactly, do, right? Exactly. Um, what's a better approach maybe to... I think the first step we'd want to take is to actually educate 
um, people on mm. how to use or surf the internet properly yeah. and wisely, yeah. um, what types of things to look out for, yeah. what bad actors to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and so you're, you're a bit younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, and so when I was at school, we had a computer lab uh-huh. and we went on the computer and we were taught how to use the computer right. properly. Mm-hmm. Did that happen when you were at school? Was it just like, here's a computer, you have to have it for school? I remember, well, yes, we had an ICT class in Intermediate that I remember, and we um, we were taught how to use the computer and how mm. to use Microsoft, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing about online safety or browsing or... Not to that extent, yeah. from what I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like... We're doing it already. Yeah, no, oh. no, it's not heavily in schools at the moment, yeah. from what I know. Yeah, yeah. So it maybe that's be, a good yeah. place exactly. to start, right? Is exactly. To go, Before we jump to legislation. Yeah, yeah. Instead of giving our year zeros iPads and saying go for it, exactly. Maybe we should say teach them <laughs> before we give you an iPad. This is what you're going to need to do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah. having those protocols set in place so that kids know how to react when. They come across bad actors and yeah. stuff like that, and they know they need to know that they can go to teachers or their parents on how, what to do next. Yeah, the next steps. Yeah, yeah, and I guess helping them maybe to overcome that innate anxiety mm. when they come across something wrong, mm-hmm. that they go, "Oh, this is wrong. I don't want to get in trouble for this." Yeah, yeah. And so there's that reluctancy to go yeah. to an authority figure. Yeah, but maybe overcoming that and saying, "Look, actually, it's really important." Like this is what to expect you've come across it don't be afraid to now ask for help on how to deal with it yeah Yeah. that's great and another thing you point out is that actually trying to regulate the internet um (laughs) which just sounds a little (laughs) bit ridiculous when you say it right um (laughs) is actually gonna hinder a lot of things that make society our our you know, our society that's kind of free and open, mm. it's going to make it less free and less mm. open. More restrictive. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to shut down... Freedom freedom of speech. Yeah. I mean, if we're policing speech, that's just going to affect democracy in a, as a whole as yeah. well. So there's pa- a lot Obviously of no public debate if yeah. there's some ideas that are verboten that we can't talk about. If we can't even have conversations about disagreements. Yeah. yeah. And if we can't encounter things that we disagree with well, that may cause us offence. Yeah, we're not going to be resilient as a people, are exactly. we? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that when, that's when the critical thinking comes in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big big ideas, big problems, big solutions. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today, Cecilia. Thanks for having me, Jason. <laughs> It's completely transformed our lives for the better and has, at the same time, been a destructive troublemaker. The latest attempt to discipline this problem child has come from the Department of Internal Affairs. They've recently proposed a new media regulator that would have oversight of the contemporary content landscape intended to promote safety on online and media platforms. At first glance, this sounds well-intentioned. But look a little closer and it seems more like a never-ending game of whack-a-mole where the government gets to decide what we can watch, read and share. This proposal has been introduced under the guise of protecting children and young people from harmful content online and thus some key questions need to be revisited. Who decides what content is harmful or unsafe and how do they decide that? If it's the state, what else will this allow them to define for us? 
While addressing the presence of harmful content on social media platforms is essential, the proposed media regulation may inadvertently do more harm than good. It doesn't take long to create a great firewall that attempts to filter out the entire internet. It's important to acknowledge that freedom of expression encompasses a wide range of opinions, some of which may be considered controversial or unpopular but are nonetheless valuable in fostering a robust democratic discourse. The potential expansion of censorship powers here and the stifling of diverse viewpoints should alarm us. Rather than relying on strict media regulation, an opportunity lies in promoting digital literacy and encouraging responsible platform usage. By empowering individuals to assess the content they encounter online critically, we nurture a society that actively engages with information and discerns between fact and fiction. Excessive media regulation risks consequences such as curtailing free speech and limiting the marketplace of ideas. Instead, focusing on education and digital literacy would empower individuals to make informed decisions, equipping them to recognise and address harmful content themselves. By cultivating an environment that values critical thinking and responsible engagement, we can achieve a more resilient society that is less susceptible to the effects of harmful content. While it is indeed crucial to address harmful content, relying solely on state regulatory measures may hinder the open exchange of ideas. Instead, investing in education, digital literacy and responsible platform usage can empower individuals to navigate the digital landscape responsibly. When we champion a society that values critical thinking, we can preserve free speech while minimising the negative impact of harmful content. Let us embrace this opportunity to cultivate an informed and engaged society without sacrificing the principles that underpin our democratic values. Thanks for listening to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team at Maxim, Mate Wa, goodbye for now.